G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. Well, there has been a significant development around the controversial practice of what's become known as drag queen story time. It's a practice that gained momentum in public libraries over recent years as gender fluidity has become popular. In 2020, two drag queens sued the former head of the Australian Christian lobby, Lyle Shelton, for vilification. There has been an outcry from Christian advocates who say drag queens, who are often linked to workers' adult entertainers, are not suitable to present stories to children. Well, this month, a case against Lyle Shelton has been before the courts, and there is perhaps some good news for Christians who've been supporting his legal battle. He has been vindicated. Our first guest today leads the Human Rights Law Alliance, a not-for-profit legal service in the area of freedom of thought, conscience and religion. John Steenhoff is the principal lawyer at the Human Rights Law Alliance. John, a special welcome back to 2020. Hello, Neil. Great to be here with you. John, what has the court found around this case where Lyle was accused, he was sued for vilification? What's the outcome? Well, the outcome is a big win for Lyle and a vindication of his right to stand up for children and to write articles that point out the dangers and the risks and the genuine concerns that he had around these drag queen story time events. The court was uh, hearing this matter in November of last year. For three days, we had a hearing before a, a member in the Queensland Civil and Administrative Tribunal There were some submissions that the judge asked for post the hearing and then handed down a decision last Friday. And the decision is that the drag queens have not established that Lyle Shelton vilified them, that his comments in standing up for children and saying that drag queens are bad role models for children did not amount to speech that incited hatred or serious contempt or ridicule for these drag queens. It's a great result for Lyle. Is there a sense here in which anyone who has had some level of contact, even confrontation, with people who might come from uh, the trans community or drag queen community might actually just breathe a sigh of relief here? Perhaps this is a little reprieve, but maybe not the end of a challenging time. How do you see this in the overall So this is not just a victory for Lyle. This is really good precedent-setting decision for all Christians who want to stand up and speak out against the sexualization of children. And that's really important for people to be confident that if they speak respectfully, if they speak about something that's definitely a matter of public interest, that there are protections at law for them. Lyle faced an incredible amount of social pressure from the media, from social media, from newspaper articles at the time that he wrote this blog post. These articles demonized him and they said that he was a terrible, horrible, nasty, bigoted person. 
The drag queens who took this application against him claimed that he had made all sorts of horrific allegations about them that vilified them, that incited other people to hate them. And ultimately, the court found that that wasn't the case. And that's going to be good not just for Lyle, but for every Australian Christian who is standing up and speaking on these issues. What does this say to the broader Christian community here, John? Because as you just demonstrate, uh, there's a level of vindication now in the courts. But there has also been, for Lyle Shelton, this dragging through uh, the newspapers and online media and television. Uh, He has been tried in the court of public opinion as well. And there are an awful lot of Australians who might have sided with the drag queens. What does this say about what happens if a public identity who is Christian and standing for some level of Christian morality, what they may face in this sort of process? Yes, it's a win for Lyle for sure, but in many ways the process is the punishment because Lyle was subjected to three and a half years of this, uh, this, this case being run by these uh, complainants. And that really has an incredible cost. And Lyle has been exceptionally courageous. The good thing is is that courage is contagious. If people see people like Lyle, if Christians see people like Lyle standing up for their faith, then it will give them the courage to also be able to stand up for their faith. And his case is only one case, but we're hoping that it does send a shot across the bows of those activists who would weaponize laws to try to attack Christians for speaking their beliefs in the public square. And yet the vindication of Lyle Shelton is not likely to be perhaps one of those national or international headline stories, Uh, though perhaps, uh, you know, there's some good results from the weekend and the way the reporting has gone. Uh, Thoughts here, though, about uh, what sort of effort it might take Uh, for people who are facing some sort of accusation uh, that goes through this, as you say, a a three-and-a-half-year process, that's, that's pretty draining, isn't it? It's very draining. But it's exactly the reason why the Human Rights Law Alliance was established, is historically Christians have been going into these kinds of court cases and they have been unevenly matched against the opposition that goes against them. We have a media that is naturally sympathetic to complainants in these kinds of cases. We have large law firms that will give their time pro bono to act. And indeed, uh, the law firm that helped these complainants was a government-funded law firm. And uh, their counsel was very senior counsel that gave their time pro bono. The really good thing is is that Human Rights Law Alliance can now help Christians to go toe-to-toe with uh, complainants in this area. We have the skills, the expertise, and the network of lawyers and barristers who can help us. And in this case, we were ably assisted by Tony Morris, QC, and by Simon Fisher, who was the junior barrister. And their work on this case was absolutely exceptional. You only get good case law if you use good experts, you use good barristers, and then you get good results. Is this what the future might hold? Uh, Toe-to-toe in court, uh, who funds the complainant and who funds the defendant. And oftentimes we're going to see the Christian in the dock as a defendant uh, and organisations like your own, the Human Rights Law Alliance, 
uh, standing alongside that defendant uh, from some sort of an accusation and vilification challenges. The money that it costs, uh, is there any estimate that it might, uh, what it might have cost uh, just to, to go through a process like this on one case? So, yes, legal help is not cheap. And to run a good case, it involves costs that just simply can't be avoided. Experts, court costs, filing costs, those things soon add up. In this case, Lyle was able to rely on the generosity of a lot of donors from around Australia who recognised the real importance of his case. So thankfully, he was not personally out of pocket. But though still was a significant amount spent on his legal fees and upwards of $100,000. And that was with Human Rights Law Alliance acting at substantially discounted rates and much of the barrister assistance coming pro bono. When this sort of thing becomes public and there's a challenge against a Christian standing on a ground of morality and then that challenge comes, uh, we've seen times before and as you've just demonstrated there are Christians of goodwill who've come out of the woodwork and said we need to put a few dollars behind fighting this battle. Is this something that there might be more and more called upon the Christian community to say there are some legal battles there are some people need to be defended and if we don't do that then all sorts of other precedents get set. Yeah, Absolutely right Neil. As we see more and more of these matters coming into the courts and Christians facing these legal trials, they're going to need to be resourced and they're going to need uh, to, to be supported. And one of those ways is by financial support, although the most important way obviously is through prayer uh, and uh, through standing alongside publicly. But uh, this is why HRLA exists. We exist and, and we are funded by the generous donations of a wide variety of donors throughout Australia, because we want to make sure that when Christians face this kind of hostility, they don't also have to look at the financial impacts of that as well, that we can give them assistance as much as we can uh, on a pro bono basis. For those who feel a sense of trepidation, a little bit of fear about engaging when it comes to our faith, and uh, clearly there are a lot of Christians who don't engage in faith conversations as much perhaps because of some sort of fear they might offend someone, is there something we can take away from this now uh, that says Christians need to continue to engage in a sensible and wise way in these sorts of conversations about what is morally right? Neil, Australian society is increasingly becoming more and more hostile to Christianity and the beliefs that Christians have held for thousands of years. And it's easy for Christians to withdraw from parts of the public square thinking, my voice is not going to be heard here and this could get me into trouble. The problem is, is that when do you stop withdrawing from the public square? Because there is not a point at which those who are aggressively hostile to Christianity are going to stop. If we withdraw from speaking publicly, we're eventually going to be have pressure on us to withdraw from speaking in our churches, in our homes. Indeed, there are laws in Victoria, and even now, around conversion therapy, that could get you in trouble for a prayer that you pray around your dinner table, for conversations that you have with your children, and for the kind of pastoral uh, care that pastors give on a daily basis. 
So it's important for Christians to be faithfully and winsomely and wisely engaging in continuing to have a Christian voice in the public square because it's a voice that has had very good uh, effects on our Western culture over the hundreds of years that Christians have engaged. I mean, you think only of William Wilberforce and his Christian voice that led to the abolition of slavery. We need to continue to have that voice in our culture, even on the issues where we are out of step with the fashionable morality. So we'll see Lyle Shelton here uh, in uh, the, the light that so many listeners will as a champion of our faith who hasn't been afraid to speak out. Now, when Lyle did get accused, uh, he wrote a blog spot, a blog post, and uh, then was accused of inciting hatred, ridicule and contempt toward the two drag queens. What has the court found uh, so far as whether the comments that Lyle Shelton made were acceptable or not. So there's two elements to a vilification claim. The one is that the person complaining must show that there was a public act and no one's denying that what Lyle did was very much public. And that public act vilified, so incited hatred or contempt or ridicule, severe ridicule, severe contempt. But there's also defences available for those who are speaking on matters of public interest, and they must show that they've acted in good faith so that they genuinely believe what they were saying and that what they did and said was reasonable. In this case, the judge didn't have to go and determine whether what Lyle was talking about was protected as an issue of uh, public importance because he found that his comments fell short of vilification. So even just looking at uh, Lyle's blog in isolation, they said, we've looked at everything he's said and there's nothing there that is particularly demeaning or is particularly um, vilifying about the two categories that were complained about, which is homosexuals and people uh, of transgender identity. But when he did look at the defense and we were relying heavily on the fact that what Lyle was saying was a matter of public interest, he said that Lyle absolutely acted in good faith that Malal wasn't acting maliciously, that Lyle wasn't trying to dog whistle to a particular section of the community, but that he was genuinely motivated by a concern for children and for the effects of the sexualization of children and the confusion of children by gender fluid ideology. And that's something that was really apparent in all of Lyle's testimony from the moment he wrote the blog to the moment that he appeared and was cross-examined in court was the fact that he is a man of great sincerity and that he engages in this kind of ministry because he feels this is a calling from the Lord. And as you say, the process, a lengthy process, three and a half years, that in itself is the punishment. But now he has been vindicated. You said, yes, this is a win for Lyle Shelton. This is a win for Christians, a win for free speech. What about a win for children? How do you describe the win overall? What's, what's the big picture win in all of this? What Lyle was speaking about was the risks to our children that come from exposing them at an early age to sexualized content, to confusing content of men who dress as women, oftentimes dressing in caricatures of what a woman appears as. And these story times are for very, very young children who are 
undergoing a development of all of their faculties and sense of identity, including around who they are effectively as a person. If Lyle was silenced from being able to speak up against what happens at these drag queen story times, that means there is one voice out of the conversation, many voices, many voices would be silenced in this regard, and the biggest loser there would be children. Children can't defend themselves, they need adults to defend them. And where there are practices going on that are going to be detrimental to children, it needs courageous people to speak out against them. And the fact that law was vindicated means that people can continue to, with confidence, speak out against the sexualization of children. And that is a win for our children. John, what about the parent who's listening to us now saying, uh, we're not in any big city, but our library has been approached by drag queens to do drag queen story time. Does this give any extra enhancement to the voice of a parent who is concerned about what's happening in their local library right now? Yes, it does. It can give them the confidence to speak up and to articulate what their concerns are with drag queen story times in this public library, that it is clearly a specific, very extreme ideology that is being promoted here, that they can speak about that. And as long as they do so in terms where they are motivated by good faith and genuinely motivated by a concern for children, that there is protection for them against being targeted by activists using, using the law. Well, John, thanks so much for delivering good news. And I know there'll be a few hands clapping. If we could see what was happening in the, uh, you know, out in the bleachers, uh, we would see a whole lot of Christians who are saying, uh, well done to you, John Steenhoff. Well done to the team at the Human Rights Law Alliance, uh, backing in behind Lyle Shelton as he has stood in the dock uh, with these accusations. And uh, for listeners, the Human Rights Law Alliance has dealt with as many as 50 cases over recent years, perhaps a whole lot more, around Christians who find themselves accused of all sorts of things in, rela- in relation to faith positions and how that is in some ways seen by some to be an offence. Well, you can be in connection with the Human Rights Law Alliance. No doubt they could do with a few extra prayers too and maybe a few extra dollars in support. who are doing good work hrla.org.au is their website hrla human rights law alliance.org.au john steenhoff thanks so much for your update today on 2020 thank you neil thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from vision christian media to find out more about us go to vision.org.au 